hrgrapevine.com. It's the HR Grapevine Podcast. Hi there, everyone. Eric Niewerowski, host of the pod. Thank you, as always, for joining me. If you're new to the HR Grapevine Podcast, thanks for joining. I'm thrilled to have you here. In this week's episode, I'm going to have a chat with Felix Williams. Now, Felix is an HR manager for a small social care service, but that is not why I wanted him on the show. No, I wanted Felix on the show because about a month ago, I came across a LinkedIn post that Felix wrote disclosing his HIV positive status and kind of sharing some of his journey since being diagnosed about a year ago. Now, what struck me about Felix's post on LinkedIn, it was honest, it was vulnerable. But what really shocked me was the reaction to it. It's been viewed over 2 million times. A lot of comments thanking him for being so honest and vulnerable, but also acknowledging that people within the business world have a lot to learn when it comes to HIV. And so I wanted to have him on to talk about what motivated him to write the post, a little bit more about his journey through his HIV diagnosis. And then we talk about that awful stigma that still surrounded HIV and now by extension monkeypox and what can business and HR leaders do to assist in erasing that stigma. And then he offers up some pragmatic and concrete ways that HR can support staff living with HIV. It was a great conversation with Felix. I'm grateful that he shared his story with us. Without further ado, here's my chat with Felix. Um, I'm Felix, I'm William, and um, I recently shared a blog on LinkedIn about my HIV diagnosis, which um, got a lot of attention. And the post, I think, has been viewed just over two times now. And um, yeah, it seems to have educated a lot of people. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you. And you're also, uh, thank you for joining us. And you're also within the HR remit as well, right? Yes. So I'm a HR manager in a small social care business um, for adults with learning disabilities and disabilities. Why don't, yeah, you just kind of recap our audience. Why don't you just kind of go through your story uh, and the LinkedIn post, if you wouldn't mind, please. Mm. So um, about this time last year, I received the diagnosis of HIV um, just before my 23rd birthday. Um, just before that, It's a Sim was on Channel and it was um, very popular with the LGBT plus community and um, a lot of people were talking about it. It was all over the media. And I had quite a few friends that um, at the time ordered at-home HIV testing kits from Terence Higgins Trust. Um, and I was due for uh, my annual checkup anyway, but due to COVID, it was quite difficult to get an appointment. So I decided to have an at-home test and it came very quickly um, and the test itself was very easy to do, uh, simple instructions. So essentially all you did was prick your finger, um, put it on the um, swab thing. And then um, after 15 minutes, unfortunately mine was positive. Um, but in the box that came with the test, there was some great advice from Terence Higgins Trust of who to contact, what the next steps were. So um, I followed those steps. I contacted my local uh, sexual health clinic um, and I was seen the next day and then had subsequent appointments and then started my antiviral treatment. I think two or three weeks afterwards, it was very quick. Um, and my yeah. symptoms of um, it's what we call seroconversion with HIV. 
um, how going through their conversions to the virus was um, mutating very, very quickly. I think my viral load was between two and three million, so very, very high. Mm. Um, and uh, the antivirals got me to undetect for, I think, within a couple of months. So very, very quick. Um, but that's essentially what happened and how I found out about my diagnosis. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that with me. Within your situation, right, having getting your HIV diagnosis within work, within HR, we'll get to that in a second. But what what inspired you to share that really, really uh, uh, brilliant, succinct and heartfelt LinkedIn post? What was the motivation through that? I think with my HR practice, I'm quite an open person. And, and I think um, one of the things that I'm really keen on is making sure I'm putting the human into HR, mm-hmm. um, which is um, I'm reading a, a leadership and management book by a coach called Supertal, and it's brilliant. Um, that's something where I share a lot about me, a lot more than what my other colleagues do. And I think we've got to kind of break the cycle of um, we're completely separate. You know, people make comments about HR all the time, like, oh, no, HR's here. But we're people as well. We're going through things ourselves. So it helps build rapport up. But I think as HR as well, we're seen as people leaders. And um, by me sharing my story, it it helps other people, whether in their HR or, or you know, any other Profession, um, be educated on HIV and the general consensus of um, my LinkedIn post was not many people knew that there's antivirals that make undetectable. They still thought that having HIV was a death sentence, right. um, and that I couldn't pass it on, um, which it surprised me really because antivirals have been around quite some time now. But clearly, there's so much more education that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. So you said that post was viewed over 2 million times. Yeah. Uh, What was some of, without getting too personal, certainly don't name any names on anyone, but what was some of the feedback that you got after you made that post? Um, A lot of the feedback was people just didn't know. Even senior HR leaders that I know did not know. Um, Especially around prep, and pet um the antivirals and the symptoms you can get whilst being um on antivirals i'm on bictavian one of the common side effects of that is fatigue Mm -hmm. so it's understanding that this is a long-term chronic condition where reasonable adjustments are required in the workplace um and being mindful that there is a person at the end of you know this it's not a tick box exercise so a lot of and hr people um, took that on board, board um, and changed their way around standards based on that. Health condition, um, non HR people that come to on it were just grateful for the opportunity to educate, uh, uh, which is what I love for about LinkedIn resources, such as mine. Which is something that I've been opportunity to educate people on. Or just because not many people understanding about that, there seems to be such a focus on reflect on that. I wish other things were understood by the government, for example, but 
there's things Why such as I was HIV, upset which is still an issue about having HIV, um, even though some of my colleagues who it was on a death sentence. People are still being infected. And um, there's been a report recently. And I think that's where business leaders and HR are getting it wrong. People that are they um heterosexual. They just see it as a formal process. Let's not be led to the statistics around them. This, this, this. Let's go through occupational health. That's it. But my approach is there is a person at the end of this conversation. Yeah. They need support and it's not a formal tick box exercise you know with the covid crisis there is uh with mental health for example there's a backlog with people receiving support i know this personally it is very difficult um and i think as managers as well whether in hr or just in operational management it's important that you invest time in educating yourself on um Subjects, you know, such as around cancer, um, HIV, for example, and um, being part of the conversations, but also making sure that the conversations that you're having uh, include the people that it affects. Um, yeah. So when I worked in the public sector, um, the head of equality, diversity, and inclusion was fantastic at this. Um, she really made sure that um, whether we discussed um, equality impact assessments, um, and if it is impacted a specific group of people, that there was a representative part, um, you know, privy to the conversation. So I think it's just being mindful and looking at the bigger picture and not just being solely focused on getting something done, um, which is what I, when I was working with occupational health a few years ago, that's something that they um, are supporting managers in doing, you know, with long-term sickness absence. Um, it's just really just being mindful. How can HR leaders influence business leaders, the key stakeholders in the company, and this could be public or private, right, within the C-suite, how can they influence more compassion to those leaders when it comes to issues like HIV within the workplace? I think sharing people's personal stories um, helps, you know, anecdotes. Um, for me, you know, are educational. You're really feeling... Um, what that person's feeling. And that's why I shared my LinkedIn post. I wanted people to understand um, why I felt the way I did, why it was important. And uh, whether it's public or private, um, there's parents who can trust, you can approach them. There's other smaller charities, such as Saving Lives, which um, one of the consultants that cared for me um, is on the board. Um, as that charity and there's AIDS map as well there's all these other um uh charities that you can contact and sometimes um they'll come to your organization and deliver training specifically for HIV in the workplace um I believe there is like a royal charter as well for HIV in the workplace um so I've not really read into that um as such but there's so much out there to support uh, employers with HIV um but also making sure that if there are employees with HIV, making sure that occupational health is contacted um, mm -hmm. and ensuring that reasonable adjustments are put in place. One of the reasonable adjustments that I had was I reduced my working hours for a few weeks because the fatigue I had was awful. I was falling asleep, yeah. um, which was unlike me normally. But it's just making sure that you are following due process, but being mindful that there's a person with um, a virus, which 
in my um in my position i found the stigma of the virus much worse than the actual virus itself yeah um when i informed colleagues i had hiv <clears throat> they asked how i got hiv and it surprised me because you know these are senior leaders that i thought um were educated on this subject i got asked if i caught hiv from using uh, cutlery at a restaurant i remember just sitting down you know and i was very very lucky that i had very supportive people from the community supporting me yeah um I remember speaking to them and like, there is still a huge issue with the stigma of having HIV, even to this day. And it kind of fueled me really. I, I want you to do something about it. I want, I'm not ashamed of having HIV right. or I'm not ashamed of being a gay man. I just think people need to take a step back and actually invest in time to do education on the subject instead of jumping to assumptions or jumping to something that they've heard before. I guess what I'd like to know now is I have this theory that the workplace is actually more of a safe space or a comfort space when it comes to these sorts of issues within the LGBTQ plus community, um, especially within trans rights. Okay. Um, would you agree with me on that? Or do you think it's more on the workplace and sort of the, uh, thirst for knowledge within the HR leaders, as you mentioned, kind of getting educated about about these issues that are affecting their employees. I think, yeah, I think um, it is becoming a safe space for people within the community to come to work. You know, there's legislation around discrimination and protecting them. Um, and when you've got very strong, competent HR and other um, operational leaders supporting them, um, absolutely. And I think um, it just brings that saying back in uh, that the CIPD mentioned not long ago about bringing your true self into the workplace. And coming from the community myself, I know not everyone has a supportive family or supportive network around them. So yeah, I think it is. Um, we're trying to kind of change in the uh, shift of the culture around work is becoming more supportive um, yeah. especially now with the cost of living crisis um, yeah. people are um relating to each other more i think more now than ever yeah all right so i want to get into this th this next topic and then i promise you felix will end on a higher note okay uh <laughs> yeah uh so monkeypox has come up very quickly and it's now it's not a pandemic but it is a concern for the who are you seeing are, are you seeing the same sort of comparison as a as to that epidemic of hiv and aids in the 90s and what can you do as an hr leader and what advice can you give to other hr leaders and business leaders listening now to stay ahead of it and erase it mm, yeah i think um, i completely completely agree with you um just by speaking to people who is alive in the 80s, um, they said it, they feel like we've been thrown back to the 80s. My advice to other HR leaders or other operational leaders is, again, be mindful. It isn't just gay men or bisexual men or 
people of the LGBTQ community. I actually had an employee yesterday. Uh, we were discussing monkeypox, and they were under the impression that only men can get monkeypox, which yeah. isn't true at all. Um, so it's just about providing education on this subject. There's some great um, information on WHO, which is mentioned, and Terence Higgins Trust as well. Yes, I, I believe there seems to be a cultural shift of blaming, again, another minority group within um, society. You know, ignorance is this this awful thing where it's people just being ignorant because they don't know. And they are afraid of not knowing for whatever reason. So that's why I really applaud your post and why I was, I don't want to say inspired, because I feel like that can be a bit patronizing maybe and i don't want to do that but i i was motivated to want to talk to you mm-hmm. um because i think what you're doing is trying to make people less ignorant which is the best form of advocacy right so yeah. okay we've talked about the not so good stuff i want to end it on a high note with you okay what's what's next for felix like what where oh. do you want this to go do you want to continue are you going to continue to advocate one year from now you're looking back what do you want to achieve and what are you going to look back on? I just think one thing that I really, really want to put out there are people living with HIV can't transmit HIV if there aren't effective medication, antivirals. Mm-hmm. And there's many different antivirals out there now. Um, that is my key message because um, I remember telling my family that I've got HIV and they thought I could pass it on to them. So I think education really starts with having an open mind, like you said. Um, a year from now, I think things are changing so fast for me. Um, I've nearly done my level five HR um, certificate with the CIPD, and I've just written um, an opinion piece for people management, which um, is amazing. And I'm with you on this podcast. So I think collectively we are, starting already to educate so many people on living with HIV. But a year from now, I think, you know, I'm still going to be advocating, going to be advocating until there's a cure. Um, yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I think I saw in the news that a fourth person in America has just been um, cured of living with HIV. Wow. They no longer have it. So uh, we're making progress, which is amazing. Um, so I'm hoping there'll be a cure around the corner. Um, but yes, it's something that I'm still very strongly um, passionate about. Um, I'm not going to be quiet about living with HIV. People need to know. Um, yeah, and that, that's it really. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'd just like to thank Felix Williams for taking the time to share his story with me. My biggest takeaway from my chat with Felix is how important education is and how uneducated a lot of people are when it comes to living with HIV. For those of you listening through our website, hrgreatpoint.com, I'm including a link to the Terrence Higgins Trust 
For those of you listening on a different platform, the website to the Terrence Higgins Trust is tht.org.uk. That's tht.org.uk for the Terrence Higgins Trust. It really serves as a great jumping off point for business leaders, HR leaders, heck, really anyone to get informed and really get educated on what it's like to live with HIV in 2022. So once again, thank you to Felix for sharing his story. Thank you all for listening. My name is Eric Niborowski, and I will speak to you again next week on the HR Grapevine podcast.